This episode of the Golf Gable Podcast on the Sports Gable Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. From boosted pilates to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet 10 bucks to get $200 in free bets. So go download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports kits. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Use promo code SGP at Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. And Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 15K with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And, of course, do not forget to go download the SGPN app for all of your favorite free picks and podcasts. All right, welcome back, DJs, for the Waste Management Open Recap and the Genesis DFS and Outright Picks. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Sermer. Steve, I know you've had a good weekend, baby. Oh, I had an awesome weekend <laughs> for a lot of reasons. <laughs> I mean, Scheffler came home and hit. Uh, I get, you know, JT, the big football bets on JT came through. Yes. Some top 40s came through for me. Uh, matchups, I, I did not go so great. I think I went two and two. Uh, I hit one, uh, hit one on Saturday, so that helped a little bit, but I got to do a little better job on the pre-tournament matchups. Overall though, I mean, look, I, I, Shepler was one of my pre-tournament calls. I think he was everybody's yep. pre-tournament call, but hey, came through. Congratulations to the kid. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Listen, you could be happy for him, right? I, uh, I wasn't buying it and I just couldn't get there and I said I'd be happy, uh, for him if I wasn't there when he missed it. I didn't think it would be literally this week, but you know, whatever, man. Happy for it. Glad you hit. Glad a lot of the guys I know, uh, hit as well. Well, um, I, I, I mean, I got him at a good price at 33. He was down to, I think, like 22 on some Brooks mm-hmm. by the time, like a team. Like, still I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like we've been saying, like, if you just like a guy, don't be price sensitive, but. At that point, though, like, that's a big shift. Yeah, but I had another shot on Saturday when we were texting back and forth, and I chose the wrong ones because I dug my heels in, and I'm a stubborn fucking mule, and that's just the way I am. And I pay for it sometimes. Sometimes it works out for me. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and you're really mad about uh, me telling you not about Hadwin. Hadwin, exactly. You're really mad at me not telling you not about Cantley, although you know it secretly (laughs) because Cantley was another one of my big uh, pre-tournament stands. I I know everybody in the Slack channel was head shepherd. I was rooting for Cantley. (laughs) <laughs> that, that, that would be a lot more touting right now, but I mean, listen, I would just, uh, one guy in a sea of Scheffler, you know, tickets this week that yeah. got done. So, I mean, overall though, I mean, a great tournament. Um, yeah. I think Fucking I need awesome. an apology that I need to give out. Okay. Uh, I apologize to TPC Scottsdale. Um, that, and maybe just because it played so firm. Yeah. But that was a lot more fun on the, like first 14 holds. And I remember just guys getting in just horrible spots because either the ball would bound through the fairway or bound over the green. Like I don't remember seeing Scottsdale play that firm. That was fun. And I humbly apologize to the Thunderbirds and all the people. Well, maybe not all the people at 16. Um, the people at 16 were fine. You said it correctly when I don't know if it was a text or in Slack where it was, I don't like fans when they're by themselves on like hole four yelling fucking mashed potatoes or whatever the fuck. But when everybody's grouped together, 
and this is an expected hole to be loud and you get to celebrate it. Like that's much more enjoyable than some random asshole yelling some stupid shit after a tee shot. Right. I mean, I, I think they were definitely out in force and they were following Brooks around on feature groups. And there was somebody saying, I think like, let's go oh, Bryson. After. I'm yeah. like, come on. Like I, that's the, sh- that's the shit that bothers me is just the one guy who just wants, because all when you yell that you want to be heard on camera so you can show somebody later that you were on TV. It's annoying, mm-hmm. but this is the, the atmosphere on 16. It's that was awesome. fun. Awesome. Um, the first beer can throw, I thought that was cool. Second one, and then they started throwing it after like a chip in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So only on hole in ones. I think the rule should be only on hole in ones. That's perfectly fine. It's like a hat trick, right? You can throw shit, but just because you like JT and it's late in the day and you're hammered and he chips in, don't throw beer cans. Now let me ask a question because I, I was at a Super Bowl party and we had the volume down, so I, I wasn't listening to uh, um, what they were saying. But so I saw the putt for Cantland 16. Mm-hmm. What did it hit? Like, did it? <sighs> Was the green damaged from the so, hand or something? And then it hit. That's I don't know. Because that ball it, might. That ball looks somebody, like somebody said it was Harry Higgs's button from both taking his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> it hit I mean, Harry Higgs' button. <laughs> I mean, that ball looked like it was going in, though. Oh, it was. It, it, it absolutely was. Huge hop. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, with Cantley though, I'm thinking about the weekend. He missed, I think, a three footer on Saturday on 15. That would have won him the tournament. Uh, he hit it in the water on 17 a little later on that round. And that's that was a birdie hole that day. That loss, I think he missed like an eight-footer on Saturday on 18. He missed an eight-footer on Sunday. Yeah, he has opportunities, but hey, he showed good. He showed yeah, good. you could do that with all those guys up there. Xander had plenty of chances. Xander could have fucking won if he would made a putt fucking inside of 15 feet coming down the stretch. There, There's a lot of Xander's soft. A lot of people are coming to your side, I think. Oh, on this. Oh, why wouldn't they? I mean, it's just an example 964 on why he can't close. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you had a little bit to do with it. Uh, he, he was riding high, and then you said Xander is a lock. And he missed I did five. not. I said he was locked in, and he stayed locked in with the irons for the rest of the day. Thank no, you. He said Xander. Xander is locked Xander's in. Got, Xander no. is locked. You said you said something to the fact of Xander's got this. No, and Xander is locked in. You were hammered, sir. I would listen. I said Xander is All locked. Right. You know in. what? On the next show, because we're doing two tonight, I will look up the text message and we will find out what you actually said. But anyways, as soon as you said that to Mushim, uh, he missed a five footer for birdie and then hit in the water. So congratulations, uh, Boston Capricorns. That's your new nickname on this show. Well, that was on purpose. I even said you were kissy face after I said Yeah, well, your cosmic push powers are still in full force, right. even if it was on purpose. So you know what? I wish you would use it for good and not evil. I, I did. Did you see? I put it out on Farkin enough to catch the KH Lee first round leader. I was like, well, that was a fun sweat, KH Lee. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Sahid. Thanks for making me wait overnight to lose my bet. Okay. Well, you know, can you do some of that for your friend here sometimes? You just hit a fucking outright and fucking every other bet you laid last week. Go fuck. I wanted to have five outrights last week, okay? (laughs) They were all up there. (laughs) Actually, actually, before we move on, uh, any Super Bowl thoughts or? Whatever. Listen, so one, it was a good game. Refs were awesome until the end. Like, why would you interject yourself there? What a fucking joke. Like, Like, seriously, that was a terrible call. And they didn't call the false start. They, they, I mean, I don't know, man. You can't let the boys play all day and then that. Like, I mean, that wouldn't. I don't feel like that would have got called in a in the AFC wild card game. Never mind the fucking Super Bowl. Two minutes left to give LA another chance to win in their home stadium. Just <laughs> smells a little uh, fishy. That's all. All right. 
Well, I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I had a lot of beer towards the end. I didn't really notice a lot of these bad calls. I was kind of suspense of bets at that point. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But uh, we, we, listen, you know me, man. We were both texting back and forth. I, I hit, I, I had a fucking what? I had eighteen to one on fucking that non non QB to throw a touchdown. You did, you, yeah. You were smoking all the fucking bets. I fucking, mm-hmm. I hit a bunch of bets. I was happy. Yeah. I was fucking, I didn't give a shit. I listen. I had no dog in the fight. I just, I don't trust the NFL. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. No, that was a very good weekend, and now we're uh, got a lot of cash for. Uh, we go to one of my favorite events at uh, Genesis Invitational Riviera. So before uh, we kind of get into it, so you guys heard my preview podcast, which seems like forever ago because I recorded it on Saturday. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like as far as like some things I'm looking at this week, uh, I mean, obviously I said, um, you know, this is really going to come down to your irons, your scrambling, and your putting, at least on POA. You know, off the tee because it's so hard to hit fairways here, you know, you can see guys that, you know, that can level the playing field a little bit as far as, all right, if you, you're a guy who missed a lot of fairways, well, everybody's missed fairways. Last year, at 40, the driving accuracy percentage was only 47%. But, you know, it's going to come down to how you hit your intermediate irons. Um, scrambling is one of the biggest predictive measure or uh, predictor, predictive stats at this course. And while, you know, there have been bad putters that have won this, uh, you got to at least show a little bit. You can put on POA, and I think that's where the course experience comes in here. And, then, like, another thing I'm looking at, too, is, you know, obviously your bogey avoidance is a really difficult golf course. One thing I, that I'm putting in too that I think maybe, maybe goes underrated is the par fives are really gettable here and you have yeah. to score on them. Like, like hole number one, you have to get a birdie. Like the other two as well. Um, you know, they are reachable and I mean, it's hard to hit the green, but like if you get up, if you can get up and down from there, you get birdies. Like you got to be able to find ways to score on those to keep up. So I actually use a little bit of par five birdie percentage as well. You know, just kind of like because that's going to help. I mean, it's it's going to be difficult conditions. Average score is going to be over par. You got it. You know, you're not going to get many birdies on the par four except for maybe no hole number t- uh, ten. Uh, the par threes are really tough too, as I described on the previous show. So yeah, like the, that's kind of what I'm going for this week. And then like, you know, I look some other comp course too. I know there's the Quail Hollow thing. I I don't know how much I'd buy that. I think I think the Quail Hollow comp is more. It's a tough demanding golf course. It's hard to hit fairways there, and there's a high uh, percentage of greens and regulation. But there's randos who've won it both. I know, but, like, I just – I don't know if that's actually correlated. Yeah, I mean – Like, like, for example, all right, Cam Smith is really good here, but he's awful at at Quail. Right. That doesn't fit. Right. I don't know. I mean, I I think it's useful from the, like, like a high-level view of – and there's a couple of golf courses like that. So – um, you know, even Tory Pines, similar conditions, different agronomy, but high percentage of fairways missed, high percentage of greens missed. Like it's it's similar situations. Bay Hill, same thing, different agronomy, but different, same situation. Valspar, kind of a different golf course, but it's a hard golf course, low, you know, pretty high scoring there, as far as like you know, like highs is in like to par, and low greens hit, you know, and then you got WGC Bridgestone, same thing. Uh, Memorial Park in Houston. That's a firm golf course. Like, there's not as many bunkers, but that's was a difficult golf course. You're scrambling a lot. Like, so I kind of looked at some of those places too to kind of bolster my case for guys. And but yeah, I mean, listen, if you want to just use the quail thing, just I whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm what about you? So, so you've had about 48 hours to kind of digest everything. What What are you looking at? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the exact same shit. I mean, the greens are super hard to hit. So. In theory, you got to be super good around the greens. Um, 
long is good as always fucking approach with long irons. Like, yeah, I mean, good putt, a good putter on Poe, even though I feel like these greens seem even more difficult than normal. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the same shit, man. You know, all right. Like, like I said, I listen, I listen, listen, I listen to you and I listen to other people about like, like the breakdown of the course and, and what should be important. And then I just use my memory and going back on, on looking at like the tournament stats from prior and well, that's it. Okay. All right. Will you be looking at strokes gained next to a tree and I have to hit a left handed shot? Last year. Oh Max God. Homo gained infinite on that. Yeah. Well, he also fucking, how many strokes in the field do you think he lost putting by uh, missing that uh, fucking gimme putt? That's <laughs> Let's get to point. But put it to the playoff. So. You know what? That's just the golf guys <laughs> paying him back there. So, all right, why don't we take a break and then we will uh, start getting into everything. All right. Well, listen, uh, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Louisiana, and New York. There's a lot of states. Uh, we're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. And listen, be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour. Uh, each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during the Win Hour marquee games of the week, we'll have better odds on WinBet to give you a larger payout opportunity. You sign up today, you receive a special offer, bet 10 bucks to win 200. Download Bet Win, download the WinBet app now or visit the WYNNBet.com to start winning today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. I, why don't we, uh, while you run down where the DFS, uh, ownership, uh, stands today, you got that pulled up? I do. So, All right. so, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I imagine it's pretty much what you fucking expect, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, what's funny is, is, Hold on, I got to move your face. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in the wrong spot. Um, That's okay. I mean, it's it is pretty spread out. I mean, everybody over 10k is you know over 11. percent The chalkiest, the chalkiest is everybody thinks is DJ. Um, obviously, great course history. He hasn't fucking won in forever. Looked okay overseas. Yeah, he's the chalkiest of of the bunch. Uh, okay. with, with John Rahm nipping at his heels. And then you got Rory, uh, because of the Quail Hollow comp, uh, because he came in second and ripped his t- ripped his shirt and throwing a hissy fit because he choked it away. He thought, uh, that's actually, he gave him T6 and he ripped his shirt. Whatever. That was, that was another choke job he had. Yeah, another choke job. Um, and then, oh, that's funny. So that changed as I'm scrolling through. Uh, Decky's caught some steam since, uh, this yes. morning. Yep. Um, and then Cam Smith, right? Obviously, great course history here. Aussie, Kukulia, fucking wizard around the fucking the greens, always getting up and down. Um, makes all the sense in the world. And then Chalk Zalatoris week. Um, I mean, I think that was the first guy I heard. Uh, and he's, he is easily the chalkiest out of here. And then Fitz and Gooch. Um, those are yep. the three super, super chalky guys. Fitz, uh, just hard, hard courses. People like to play him. Um, obviously in pretty good form. Um, and he doesn't need to win at 8,100. So, and in the 7K range, I mean, Paul Casey, cause it's a name people know. I mean, his, his, his stats look good too. And I mean, if you look at what he did last year, that's a lot of top tens. Yeah. So that was yeah. a long time ago. And yeah. I think his course history number looks a little better than what it actually is. Cause he's got a second. And it's mostly just like a lot of T40s, but. And it's also because we get, if football's over and we're going to get an influx of degenerates who don't know what to gamble on and they're going to click on names they know. That's actually a great point. So, okay. um, Luke List, just one, 
fucking, I mean, why not, right? Team fucking no putt here, long off the tee, fucking great on approach. Makes yep. sense. Good at hard golf courses. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's really the only two chalky guys. Everything else is pretty spread out. I mean, unless you want to include your boy Thomas Peters. With him, where's he at? He's not that high. Oh, he's ju- oh, he's just over ten. He's actually come down a little bit. So yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think he's probably I'm gonna guess is probably more popular in our stream, oh yeah absolutely the chamber than like the mainstream. Yeah, what does what does Nagels call it? Karen from accounting. Karen from accounting doesn't fucking know who Thomas Peters is. Probably not. <laughs> or Nancy because Un- unless she unless she heard it on I don't know. One of the podcasts this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lance Which I'm, I'm sure everybody's talking about him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he definitely is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I definitely And is. listen, for, for good Makes reasons, sense. Well, yeah. I'm sure we are, we will mention him later oh, as yeah. well. We definitely will. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then Lanto, Lanto's pushing 10 uh, as well, which also makes fucking sense. Coming in good form, fucking great course history. Yeah, why the fuck not? Yep. Uh, H- Hadwin as well, although I've been on the Hadwin train the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. That might... That might come to an end this week. Yeah, ten percent Adwin doesn't uh, doesn't make you feel all. Yeah, well I, think, I think secrets out of him. You think so? I think so too. Just a little bit. I think uh, I think that I think on the betting card it's a little better. And then here's my shock: Muniz. Like, what is my boy sub fucking seven k? Almost over six percent owns. Like, it's, I know it's good. It's it's good course history in the ball top twenty five. Yeah, sneaky the ball top striking looks good week. on him lately. Like over his last twelve rounds, gained a shot and a half around tee to green. That's know. that's why. And then Mito, people just cannot quit Mito. They can't. Fucking might, 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 it might be time. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's, it's like he's, his stat line has turned from like, it used to be Luke List. Yeah. And now it's like Mackenzie Hughes. Like, I, yeah, it's I, all butter. It's not great. No. <laughs> no. And then James Hahn, clearly course history. Yeah. Like that, that's the only reason. Yep, that's um, it. Patrick Rogers, ten percent. Patrick Rogers. I think that's that's also course history. Wynn yeah. Clark, same thing. What's funny is, is this pisses me off now that he's this high because when I looked this morning, he was like three point five. When I looked earlier, Wyndham Clark, I I really like yeah. him. Yeah, uh, I, I I liked him last week. Uh, it didn't really pan out, but uh, yeah. Alan Rye. That's all. The, it, it's the it's the D it's the DFS community balance, really. Basically. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, like 6% is not all that high, and who knows if this is actually real. Yeah. I'm not too concerned with some of these. I mean, because there are some good players and good names, and it's only 120-player field. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, I mean. spike the ownership up. And one, one other thing is about this golf course as well is there are absolutely going to be surprises up top of guys who missed the cut because they're – like you look at the course history, and while it looks good sometimes, there's a lot of variability to it. Like last year, JT sucked here, yep. Rory sucked here, Bryson sucked here. All those guys have good course histories. Sometimes it just happens. Like if you show up here with your B minus C plus game, that's not good enough. You're gonna get kicked in the teeth. Yep. So there might be some opportunity for some of these guys to, even if they are kind of a little highly owned. Like I, I think there's definitely gonna be some chalk bombs that. That make people very unhappy this week. That they can just slip into the weekend, and, that, and that's really all you're looking for. Under seven, just make the weekend. Yeah, keep keep Q lane points. Yeah, exactly. That's all. Especially, especially on well, well, I feel like sometimes on a course like this, if somebody sneaks through, sometimes they can really hurt you on the weekend. Like they can actually take away points depending it, on how bad they play. It yeah, happen. it's happened to me before, and that's why I mentioned it. it like, how the fuck did this guy go from 
whatever, 65 points on fucking Friday to 60 points on fucking Sunday. Oh, he this shot not, 86? That's not great. No, I mean, think about it. Just if there's no, if there's not a lot of scoring, there's not a lot of birdies. So they're not scoring. So it's like half a point, half a point, lose a point, half a point, lose a point. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to negative score. So on, at least the weather time. report right now, it looks like it's relatively okay. Like not a whole lot of wind, but it could change. Yeah. But I, regardless though, it's going to be a very difficult golf course. It's, I mean, if Tory Pines was playing firm, this place is going to be hard as a rock. It's, it's going to be real. Balls are going to run out to bunkers. They're going to run out into the rough. It's going to be hard to keep balls on the green. Yeah. They'll show some teeth. It'll be an entertaining watch again. I think that's why I kind of like this part of the schedule is where, you know, we saw like Tory, like even though I don't like it from an architecture standpoint, it was entertaining to watch. Yep. Last week, firm golf course. That was fun. And now we got this. Yeah, man. So. Yeah. yeah, a lot it's, of car uh, crashes. It's, it's a it's a great stretch of golf. It is. And, it, and it the strength, is. I think I saw I saw somebody tweeted out that the strength of field in this event is slightly higher than the 2020 Masters. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't I think this is the first time they've had the entire top ten in the world at yeah. this event. So. It's because it's Tigers. It's Tigers now. Yeah, that's why everybody's coming to Tiger. Do you think we're gonna see him on the broadcast this week? Fuck yeah! Hopefully mm-hmm. he's not like we did last year. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I know. Why don't we definitely leave yep. that? And why don't we actually get to uh, all the tiers? <laughs> so that's a smooth transition. Uh, I'll kick it off first. So the $10,000 range, you got John Rahm still holding the pole position at 11.3. You got Patrick Cantley at 11,000. Justin Thomas at 10.7. Kyle Morikawa at 10.4. DJ at 10.2. I think I know where you're going to go in this range, so I'll leave, leave that for you. Um, so I've been on this soapbox a couple times over the last year, and it's actually worked out pretty well in my favor, and that – Anytime publicly JT just sucks on the greens and sucks putting, he does seem to bounce back. Like, I, I remember this worked out in our favor at the Northern Trust where he couldn't make a, a putt at FedEx St. Jude. Ends up bouncing back for a top 10. Um, he had putter issues at this golf course uh, last year, and then he ended up winning players to events later. And he's got 11% ownership, and he's hitting the ball great. And... I think I'm just going to go with it. Great course history. I don't need to get into all the good ball striking stats with him. You know what it is. I think the putter is going to bounce back this week because he has a good track record of having it improve after a really embarrassing performance, which, which frankly, that's what it was at Phoenix. Okay. And then my fade, I'm calling my shot. All right. John Rom train ends this week. Clown. Clown? Okay. Clown. So he's lost. So, Around the green. Around the green. Okay. And he's lost significantly the last three events. And look, like, it's what? T14, T4, T10. At 11-3, that doesn't cut it. And there's a lot of guys I like in the nines and eights that I don't really want to go all the way up top for him, especially when he's got, again, significant ownership. And there's some red flags, I think, in his game. Like, he had to hustle to get that top 10 last week. He was... Pretty much a non-factor Friday and Saturday. So I know you're rolling your eyes, but it was another backdoor top ten, and there's some, I think, some chinks in the armor. So that's my fate this week. Yeah. I mean, at, at your at your own risk. I mean, I know. I I understand. So, I'm, I'm I I understand. So think I, about that though. So he's lost shots around the green in the last three events, mm-hmm. and just barely lost. You know, a little less than a stroke last weekend. Top ten lost almost. A little over two and a half at the Farmers, finished in uh, third, lost a stroke and a half in the 14th, right? So what did he do 
Uh, yeah, here, here's my overall point. The point is it's more punishing to do that at this golf course because you're not hitting as many greens. But if you go back and look at how he does here around the greens, so he lost two years ago, he lost a stroke. Uh, he lost almost two strokes around the green, and he's still T17, right? Okay, but that's not good enough for your 11-3. That's fine. I, I, I mean, I just think that I, – I, I don't know. I, I think he'll make it all click. So I, I have – so I have a strategy this week where I'm jamming Rom and DJ in. Both okay. Of them. Both All of right. Them. So that's why you came to defend your boy. I, listen, I always come to defend your knight in shining armor. Yeah. Listen, he is, dude. He is. I love. I listen. I love watching him fucking play. I love his temperament. I, like I said before, I love fiery golfers. I love somebody who wants to win as as much as he does when I have money on him. I don't want to see. A, a robot out there. I want to see you slam a club. I want to see you fucking just get mad. Like I want to see. I want to see you act human, right? And there's not many golfers out there. Chad and fucking Bobby from fucking the Country Club all act the same, dress the same, swing the same. It's not fucking fun, right? So I like somebody who swings a little different, has a little fire in their belly, and it, who is a fucking stud. He's a stud, and he's gonna put it all together at some point. It, it's it's coming. And I, listen, I, if why not here? This golf course was made for for him. So uh, I like him and DJ this week. Um, I forgot to do a fade. Um, so I will fade. Oh, no, I didn't. I wrote it down. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to fade. Uh, I'm going to fade Cantlay just because that's, we all know why. That's, that's a so hanging fruit. I Listen, I don't care. I'm going to listen. Double mushed. He's, I mean, oh, he has been playing a lot of golf lately. In his back. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, he played Amex, took a week off, played Pebble, played here. This is his third straight week. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about his back. I don't know. I mean, I I have too much respect for his game to fade him, but Cantley's not on any of my cards. But so he has a deal. So so yeah. So like and so I like I love like and we'll get to it in in the outrights. So like I I'd like everybody in this range, right? Like I mean, what do you you fucking what do you always say picking nets? You're picking nets up here with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah I'm picking apart the number one player in the world who has like a billion top tens over the last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So so I I understand. I have to. <laughs> Take a net, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, uh, that's who, that's who I'm fading up here. Okay, all right. Let's move on the, down the nine K range. All right, so nine K range is a is a juicy range, man. You got Xander, Rory, uh, Big Dick Vic, Decky, Scotty, uh, Smith, and then Brooks. So uh, I mean, look, I mean, you can make an argument for a bunch of these guys. Uh, I'm gonna go because of how building. I skip this range a lot. But I think I'm going to have to go with, with Cam Smith, man. I mean, the Aussie narrative, obviously, plays well here. Plays well with Kikuya. Um, really good around the greens. He's clearly gotten longer off the tee, um, which will only help him here. His course history is good here. Um, yeah, I mean, really, what's not to like? He's chalky, too, though. But I don't – so I don't think – first of all, you can't – it's almost impossible like literally impossible to, to jam Rom and fucking DJ and then ha- uh, then Smith in there. Um, but yeah, unless you want like three guys at like sixty one hundred bucks, like it's not it's not it's not sixty one hundred, but it's fucking close because I it's I, pretty I, close. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Cam Smith. I mean, really, what's not to like? Uh, good Jacksonville guy, right? Lives down in Ponte Vedra. Um, got a great mustache, great mullet. Fucking plays well here. Let's fucking go. And I'm fading uh, two fades. Scotty off his first win. There's no way uh, he's not going back to back, and he's 9200. And uh, I'm gonna fade Brooks too. Okay. All right. Um. So I really like Rory this week. I think I'm gonna save that conversation for probably later. 
I thought you didn't believe in the Quail Hollow fucking crossover. It has nothing to do with Quail Hollow. I just believe in Rory. Okay. So, um, I think I'll mention this, and I know I just got done ripping apart John Rom for his bad around the green game because that's Victor Holland's thing. I, I think from I think an ownership fair. standpoint, like, I think he's getting a little too punished for one bad week. I mean, he didn't, he, the first time he played, uh, TBC Scottsdale, I think in 2020, he missed the cut and he played bad last week. And this is one of the guys we were talking about going into last week that was one of the hottest golfers in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the faults of Will Zalatoris, if you want to pick nits with there, like, Hoblin's got the same ones and they're basically, they're kind of doing the similar things right now. And yeah. Hoblin did for, I mean, I had concerns about his scrambling last year and he still finished with T5 because he just ball struck his way to it. He's actually putting pretty well lately. Yep. I don't know. I mean, like, I think, I feel like he's kind of the forgotten man here. I, I think he might be an interesting pivot in DFS. Um, this week. I mean, the scrambling does worry me a little bit, but for DFS, 11%, that's fine. And then I think I'm going to be with you on Brooks Kepka. I mean, I, I kind of want to read you a quote. I'm going to um, call back to what I talked about at the U.S. Open last year. So, I mean, the reason why Kepka, I mean, you would think he'd be good here, um, but he made mention that he just doesn't do well in Kakuya grass. He, he said basically, uh, you know, uh, and I quote, um, you know, I haven't figured it out. I don't think I've won on it. You got to be like a Dustin Johnson. He's a picker of the golf ball, and he, I think, really benefits guys to pick it. You know, I come quite steep. Basically, hits down the ball a lot. So, you know, sometimes when it's windy, you hit a groove up. Uh, it spins a little more, but guys like Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, they have flat back sw- uh, swings. You know, they're pickers. Because the ball is a than Kakuya. This is an agronomy take with him, and I think it's consistent why he just is best in his T38. So I know the ownership is bad. On, or is low, and this is kind of a cheap fade, but yeah, I mean, he, he literally said it out loud why he doesn't do well here, and <laughs> I'm just going to keep going with that. I mean, we talk about his back, like, he says he's healthy now, but who knows, still with that knee, he still doesn't bend down correctly, and he just played a long term, make all amped up for it, and you know, he, you know, he likes that, and maybe he thinks this course is boring as well, and we all know how he has. He's going to have like ADHD, like, he just doesn't give a fuck sometimes, man. Can I, uh, can we talk about like something tangential to Brooks Kepka? What do you sure. think about the narrative that he's hasn't been the same since Sunday at Beth Page Black when he almost got ran down? You mean, I've not, I haven't heard that. Run so basically people think that there's been banter that, so he had this giant lead on Sunday. Oh yeah, no, I remember. DJ, and he almost got ran down and people were cheering for DJ. They were rooting against Brooks. And he still won, but he won yeah. by the skin of his teeth. And ever he, since then, on on final round Sundays, he's come up really flat. I have to, I, so I'd have to look and see. So him. like, there's a lot of examples of times on Sunday where you think Brooks would get the job done. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and again, like last week, last Sunday, he didn't get the job done. He was right there. Oh, oh yeah. Right, he, you know, yeah, that front nine was bad. Yeah, and sa- he was bad on Saturday too. I know. So, I don't know. I mean, I love Brooks, and eventually he's going to shove it down our throats, say, yes. you know, that narrative. But it's it's a lot. This is now like a two-year thing with him, where he's in positions where old Brooks would grab the tournament by the balls, and he yeah. hasn't been doing it. Yeah, so. I can see it. I can see it, I guess. I guess. Okay. I don't know. All right. You know me. I like I like to play armchair or a psychologist, but I think I got to look at it a little bit and actually see it before I have a fucking opinion on it. Um, All right. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we're taking our break, and then we'll uh, keep going down the cheers. All right, well, listen, I'm excited to announce that Manscaped has launched their ultra-premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your, it's not for your private parts. 
I'm talking about leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair care kit uh, for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP. Listen, we all know how the Lawnmower 4.0 um works for that precise trim below the waist, the advanced skin safe technology that reduces cuts in your most delicate areas. But now you can enhance your perfect grooming routine with their ultra premium collection, which includes Manscaped premium deodorant, not the one for your balls. It's for your stank armpits. This deodorant dries clear and is aluminum free and smells like their signature scent. Hydrating body moisturizer. Uh, guys, uh, you should be using that, especially if you have tattoos and dry skin in the wintertime. It's designed to keep the skin feeling Clean, smooth, and smelling fresh body wash to lather you up with their infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel, a two-for-one shampoo and conditioner that clean your scalp in one easy step, plus a free gift, a three-pack set of lip balm that's made with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's four products plus a free gift inside the Ultra Premium Collection. What a score. All these products are cruelty-free, paraban-free, vegan-friendly, and dye-free. The best ingredients with zero compromise. And listen, this is the way to use them in order, morons, okay? Hop in the shower and scrub a dub-dub with the body with the Manscaped body wash, lather up your hair with the shampoo and conditioner, dry off and spray on the hydrating body moisturizer for reinvigorating dry skin, and then put on the Manscaped deodorants for obvious reasons. Then pop the Manscaped lip balm on because no one is out there wanting to kiss chap lips. Getting dressed after, that's optional, all right? Wear one, great scent, all day long. Get that ultra-premium collection hot off the shelves. Uh, get the 20% off and free shipping with promo code SGP at manscaped.com. That's promo code SGP. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. The power of attraction is now in a bottle, thanks to Manscaped. Okay. All right, let's go down to the $8,000 range. So it starts with Jordan Spieth at $8,900, Will Zalatoris at $8,800, Sam Burns at $8,700, uh, the heartbreak kid himself. Uh, Sung Jae Im, $8,600. Bob Watson, $8,500. Tony Finau, $8,400. Max Homa, $83. Adam Scott, $82. Matthew Fitzpatrick, $8,100. Taylor Gritch, $8,000. Um, I think I'm just going to start with, I know Fitzpatrick is just popular. I need to see it through at this point. I've been on him. I was on Pebble. I was on him in last week. And he didn't catch the outrights, but I had him in DFS. I had him positional props worked out very well for me. I'm just going to keep rolling with it. He's just playing great. I think he's a world-class player. He's hit his irons great. Last two tournaments gained 10 strokes tee to green. He does, as you mentioned earlier, he does really well in difficult golf courses. He does really well here. He's a good putter on Poa. Like, I, I'm going to keep rolling. I think he can live up like to the chalk. Uh, I also like Sung J.M. I know his course history sinks, but that was in 2019-2020. That was really before he was Sung J.M. He's a much better player now. If you look at what he brings to the table, great iron player, good scrambler, great putter, especially on uh, Poa Greens, makes a ton of birdies on par fives, doesn't make a whole lot of bogeys, even though we give him the nickname Knucklehead. Uh, it's very few times he actually does that in a tournament. But I think he's going to show better this week. I think if he can do well at a firm Tory Pines like he did a couple weeks ago and be in the mix, I think he can do that at Riviera too. I think he's going to surprise people, and he's only 10% owned. And uh, we'll talk about him maybe a little bit later. And then my fade is... Maybe I'm just spiteful for what happened last year. God. But something's wrong with Sam Burns. Ooh, okay. It's it, There's something going on with the ball striking with him. 
Uh, at Torrey Pines, it was bad off the tee and, or I think he was good off the tee, but bad with his irons. And then last week he was bad off the tee, but good with his irons. I don't know. I, he just has struggled out of the gates and I'm a little worried about him. I understand he's really good at this golf course, but people I think are just going to him because of what happened last year and it's because his name's Sam Burns. I don't really like him a whole lot. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start with Sam Burns. So we are on complete opposite sides of two different tiers. Um, so he's lost. He, he lost overstroke putting. He's a good putter. The week before that, it was over a little over half a stroke. Um, he is good around the greens. So something you want to shit on Ron for, he is good for. But you're right. He was wild off the tee last week, but he was okay with his irons. So maybe he's settling it out. When I play Sam Burns, it's, it's because I believe in his talent. Um, and you're right. He does have a good course history here. Um, typically good putters will find their stroke again, right? Right. So I mean, I mean, unless there's just something going on. I mean, he that, has was a, a, that was a long break. It, it was a long break, but the last time he lost, he lost mo- more than two putting weeks or lost strokes more than two putting weeks in a row was March and April of last year. So almost a year ago. Right. No, that's, that's, well, okay. More than two. Yes. Okay. Because right. he's lost two. Right. So for the, so it, it, this would be. Are you talking about losing strokes overall for the tournament or just total strokes? No, no, no. Just, just putting I'm talking about. Okay. No, I yeah. get that. Right, right. So uh, he lost the whatever. What, what, just continue. Okay. Point. Keep going. Right. So, and, and look, he's good around the greens, right? And I think he's he his irons are typically good. Those came back last week. Who cares about off the tee here? Um, everybody's going to get punished. He's long enough, and if he can figure out the driver just a little bit, um, I think he'll be fine here. He doesn't have to win at this price and this ownership, so I'm perfectly uh, I'm perfectly fine uh, with Burns here, and then. This is just going back to the well for me with with Spieth. I was high on him last week. If you got to be good good around the greens and confident putting, uh, it's Jordan. Uh, he's his off the tee hasn't been as bad as I think it feels like when you watch him. Um, like because I, I feel like when I watch him on the box, I'm like, all right, man, just, just get go, get moving, man. Stop stop thinking so much. Step out. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, he's got he's got a eh, okay well, course history here, but this is a leverage play too. He's less than six percent owned. Um, he just looked good at Pebble. Uh, you know, I know the greens are different, but it's still Pella. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, it, like if 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 somebody can you know chip and putt their way there, it, it's him. And I know that's not what he did last week, but. I mean that's that's his mo, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a little leverage play there with speed. All right, all right. Who are you fading? Ah, uh, Fino, man. I just still I just don't believe it. I know his ball striking numbers were good on Friday, and he looked fine, but I feel like that's uh, I feel like that's kind of like guys who were out of it on a Sunday, um, and and play loose and free because he played so poorly on fucking Thursday. He knew he probably wasn't gonna make the cut, <laughs> and whatever it, it might have clicked for him. I just I don't know, man. I know he's got, I know he's got a good course history here, but. I just feel like like you feel like there's something wrong with Burns. I feel like there's something wrong with Tommy. Okay. Well, this is a different conversation, maybe. What do you think about the outright of Finau at 60 this week? I don't. I don't think he's going to win, so I'm not going to bet it. I don't think. Yeah, I'm not going to bet that either. I think it's. I, I think. I listen. I'm not going to fault anybody for betting that number, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just not going to bet it. I just. I, I just. I just don't think he's right, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite saying that. Uh, that. <laughs> When I made the point last week about people just betting Gary Woodland because they want him to just be Gary Woodland, I'm not quite going there. <laughs> oh, he's come on, man. He's not. He's not there yet. I, I'm not, not. That's why I said I'm not okay. quite going there. Uh-huh. I feel like it's around the same area. People just betting Finau just to bet Finau. 
Well, so that's the thing too, right? So you got to think about it, right? I mean, how many years did guys just bet Fina week in, week out, week in, week out, week in, week out? Like finally when he won, they didn't even get even and now they're doing it all over again. They're going to get back in the fucking hole. Yeah, it's like it, when it, Xander eventually wins, I'm going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Xander would have to win at 50 I, to 1. I'm five joking. Times. I'm joking. Not for you. Not for you. I'm just talking to, I know, not right. you. I'm saying for certain people to even think about getting fucking even on him. I know. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Fine. <laughs> You're in a great mood tonight. Uh, <laughs> why don't we just move on to the 7K range? Why don't you break it down? All right. So 7K range is way too fucking big to talk about, right? So obviously, biggest range as always. So, like I said, because of my build, um, there's only one guy up top, uh, that I've been, I've been getting in there. And that's Leishman, man. Um, look, his form has been really good. Uh, his worst finish is what, like a T35, T38 or something like that. Uh, the last four weeks plays well here, fits the Australian narrative, good around the greens. I know his putting stats say he's good, but he's another one who I get nervous when I have money on him or if he's in my DFS lineup and he's putting makes me nervous, but. And yeah, man, I, I like Leishman. Um, I was, I was on him early when he was completely broken, what, like a year and a half ago, a year ago. And, uh, he hasn't steered me wrong yet. He's only 11% owned. Um, yeah, I like him better than Henley. I think he's got more win equity than Henley. And if I can get a discount for $100, uh, $100 less or, uh, you know, $200 less between Fitzpatrick and Gooch, I, I will happily, uh, I will happily pivot to Leishman. And then I go to the lower area, man. So what happened to Tringali? How come nobody wants to fucking pay, play Tringali this week? He doesn't have burned everybody a pebble. But he, yeah, that's fine. That's, but he T three prior to that fucking got cut at the MX. Like there's a pattern here, and he was everybody's dally. You're not betting him outright. He's seventy three hundred dollars. He could, he has a good course history here, and I'm gonna get, I'm finally gonna get him for fucking seven percent. Fucking give me Tringali when everybody wants to jump off. Let's go. I'm taking Tringali. Um, I do like Lanto. Um, as well, obviously good form, good course history. Lanto Griffin, for people who need easy, the whole- easy, just continue. Okay, um, <laughs> so Lanto Griffin, <laughs> the uh, he's uh, yeah, look, good form, obviously good course history here. Um, <laughs> same same thing, and then uh, what do you think about Molinari, man? No. Why? There's too many. There's too many good guys in this range and around there that I. But it's know. it's at seven k. There's there's got there's guys around him that I just want to use more. All right, at four percent. I understand that there's four percent guys in the lower sevens that I'm using too. It's his it's his it's his home course. Okay. He's been, a, he's been a member there for six months now. Okay. Top what he top five or top ten last time he was here. I don't know. I didn't really look at him this week. Yeah, I think he was top five or top ten. Okay. Uh, well, then use Molinari then. And, and Molly, every time I pick Molly over this little California swing here, and it hasn't been each time, um, he's treated me pretty well. Uh, Andy's 4% owned. Yeah, Molinari T8 last time okay. he was here. All right. Uh, prior to that, let's not talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but it fits, it fits my argument. I like him at 7K because I originally wanted Hadwin, but he's 10% owned. I don't yeah, want I, HP, I don't want HP3. Fucking, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, with the way I'm building, it's tight, man. Like, and I had to make a decision, and that's who I'm picking from there. So, fuck okay. you. I like my. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I mean, I'll co-sign on the Leishman pick. Uh, I was going to include Tringali as well on my list. Let me pick it back on that. Let's go. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, first of all, he's been really good here. He's got, yep. I think, seven top 30s in his career, like a lot of rounds as well. Lots. Not just limited course history that you're going on with that. And, is Tringali the king of the hard golf courses now? So his last great, 
So the last good finish is Tory Pines. You had uh, Zozo, which was really difficult over in Japan. Mm-hmm. You had Memorial Park in Houston. That was difficult. Oh, that's, that's what I was thinking. Um, the 3M Open this year was really difficult because it was windy during the weekend. He was, I think, leading going into Sunday. He was. He did well at Valspar. That's a notoriously difficult golf yep. course, too. He did well at the Valero Texas Open. That's a difficult golf course, usually. So we almost, we almost want win for him, then, it seems like. I, I, feel like well, I, I think you just want difficult conditions with him because, again, yeah. like Amex and Pebble, he's been bad. Yeah. It's, I think he was bad at Sony, too. Like, yeah. easy birdie fest. Maybe yeah. it's these types that are good now. And, like, I can't fault anything really in the stats. Like, if I'm looking at, like, guys who are really good with their irons, got really good scramblers, guys really good putters, especially on Poa, like, Poa. Yeah. boom, 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 boom. Like, he's almost like looking at the stats. He's kind of poor man's Taylor Gooch here. Like, Ooh, based on what they're doing, that's like, a good comp, yeah. Like, their profile, as far as, like, not all that great off the tee, but they're hitting their irons good, they're good scramblers, good putters on POA. Like, they're basically very comparable, and they both have good course histories here. So, okay. I like that. Okay. Um, I, I love Joaquin Neiman this week. Uh, I think, I just think he's underpriced. And I, I think when you look at his numbers, too, the Saudi performance is not in – if you just use PGA Tour stats, that's not in there. It's not even in mine because there was no shot length, but I right. just noticed it. His finish at Mayakoba five starts ago, that's not in there too because there's no short shot length for that. You know, I think the knock on him was – because I pumped him up at Tory and I got pushed back because, oh, his poet history sucks. Well, he gained strokes putting at Tory. So I at least know – that in the range of outcomes, there is a good POA putting performance in him. His, he's been scrambling a lot better, and actually his three appearances at this event, he's gained strokes around the green. His ball striking's been really good, and I think he's kind of the forgotten guy of all these young guns. Okay. I like him. I'll buy it. I like your boy Jason Kokrak this week. He's so bad out of the bunkers, though, okay, man. Okay, I actually want to <laughs> back on him. All right, come on. So I looked at his sand save percentage. Okay. You know he's thirty second in sand saves this year. Okay, so let me ask you. No, 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 no. hold on. And then he's no, ask you and, and he's seventy fifth last year. He's actually not as bad as you thought. Okay, so let me ask you though. So like a sand save, it counts putting. I will give you that. Correct. And so let me. So it like how is there a dis? Is is there a is there like even more of a detriment when he hacks it, doesn't get it out, and then hacks no it sand saves feet. is if you're in a bunker, are you, can you get up and down in two shots? Right, and, and then so if he triples or doubles, he's not even getting worse points, yeah? No, he is. It means you didn't do it. So that's just – but that's just it. It's just cut or dry. So it doesn't matter. Okay, well, you did it in three versus five. <laughs> okay. You, no, no I'm, I'm serious because a blow-up hole like that will fuck All you. right, but you also – all right, how often does he do, do that? I don't know. I, or, is I don't that, know. or is that in that just your degen narrative brain of yours? It's probably in the degen narrative okay. brain. Okay. Regardless, he does have some good finishes here. <laughs> he does. And if, if you want to talk about some guys who are good on hard golf courses. Go crack, yeah. Dallas Bar, Houston. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. All right. The only uh, thing that scares me is the bunker. So you're telling me I that know, No, I get it. Bad. But, like, it, it hasn't – like, I think you're thinking about, like – Three years ago, when he was like 150th on the PGA Tour, I hold the like, scat tissue longer than I hold the good. And stuff. you know what? Like, this was a guy who used to suck at putting. Oh yeah, he, used Maybe to be he just guy. is like looking at his game, and be like, "All right, these are my weaknesses." Maybe he's starting to figure things out. I don't know. I wish more guys would do. That. I love Coke Rack. I have to do this. I thought about betting him immediately, and then I was like, "Oh no, there's a lot of sand here." And that's why I didn't. Yeah, that's that's true. But he's, I mean, he was in the mix last year. He had a bad weekend, but he was in the mix going into the weekend. Yep. I think he, he got, got he has like a t- he has a top five finish here too. He can yeah. do it. You've seen yeah. it at least. 
Um, everybody loved Matt McNeely a couple weeks ago at Pebble. Yeah. And he kind of sucked there, and now people don't want to be on him. He didn't punt well that week. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a frog in my throat. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, he was, what, $9,200 a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And yeah. his ball striking, I know it was only two rounds. We don't know what he did at Spyglass or Monterey, yeah. but just in two rounds of Pebble, he looked fine. Just he couldn't putt. Like, that's yeah. – maybe that bounced back. And then if you want to talk about a guy who has – who's a little weaker off the tee, but he hits his irons really good, scrambles, well – He's usually known as a good scrambler, but the stats don't back it up. A great poa putter, Christian Bizet, who <clears throat> I think that's that's a good call. He hasn't played here before, but on a lot of the harder golf courses, he just is kind of like a top 30, top 40 machine. And I still don't think he's getting a whole lot of respect from people. So, uh, so that I said Euro bias, man. Oh, I know, I know it is, but I mean, I think Kikuyu, that's a service he's played on before. You know, being he's in South, South African, African, right? Yeah, South okay. African guy. So, yeah, I, I think. Uh, I like him a lot this week. I think he can be really – I think like a top 25 finish I think is might be in the cards for him. like that then. And it's funny because it's like – I was like, oh, where – like I always forget where these guys are from. <laughs> I'll see the flag and I'm like, can't remember that one. Which flag is that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you're trying to figure out what nationality is Gazuntite. Exactly. I refuse to say his name correctly. Yeah, correct. His name is Gazuntite. That's it. No, it's Christian Bizanu. Yeah, Gazuntite. God bless yes. <laughs> All right, Molly, taking our break, and then we'll uh, finish off the uh, DFS Dump, tiers. Dump, dumps of dive time. All right, listen, uh, there's never enough things to gamble on, and now that football's over, I know you degenerates need something else other than golf as well. But listen, the one sport that runs more than golf is horse racing. Best part is, is now there's a new way to play. The ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport, check out Stable Duel. A daily fantasy style app where you can play for free and paid games for real cash prizes. You pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. You win it, you can win as much as 15k with one entry. You don't know anything about horses? Don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select. You to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at all tracks all over the United States. So get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. Listen, we'll see you in the winner circle. Play, race, and win. All right. <clears throat> dumpster diving time. So I think my first guy is sixty nine hundred bucks. I think he's usually your guy. Mm-hmm. Martin Lars been playing pretty good. Yeah, last, you know, a couple tournaments or so. Play a T fourteen last week. Uh, last fall he had T eleven at Shriners, T twenty two at uh, Mycoba. Hitting the ball a little better lately. Decent history at this golf course too. I think he's going to keep yep. riding it. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate that there's ownership on Munoz because I actually like Munoz a lot this week. The ball Me striking too. numbers have been really good, like I mentioned before. He's got, a, I think, a top 30 and top uh, 50 finish here and two starts. This is, uh, and Munoz kind of the type of guy that once he starts playing well, he's just got to keep riding him because he'll go through really prolonged cold streaks. Yeah, I mean, like, he's been playing better. I think he had, what, third at RSM. He was T4 yep. at the Zozo. Like, that's a difficult golf course. So I like him. Tied 23rd um, last week. Yeah. So I think you just keep riding it. Um, I think if you like, if you're Aaron Ryan, you can do as well as you did at Torrey Pines. Like you, you can do well here. Like I, I think he was really popular at Pebble. Didn't come through for people. I mean, maybe he'll bounce back this week. I mean, at least like it's very limited history for Aaron Ryan, the PGA Tour. But 
Although I have some more Euro Tour data baked in than just the season long stuff. But just overall, like, great ball striker. He's probably the, one of the best, at least on paper, is one of the best ball strikers in this range. Yep. Uh, his Poa history is very limited, but I have at least seen him do it and putt very well on the greens at Poa. Like, I know, or on Tori, I know the greens aren't exactly the same, but it's still West Coast Poa. It's the only thing we really go for. Yep. Um, and then I'm just going to go back to my soft spot with Doug Gim. I'm finally back. Come on, baby. Let's go. I'm back. He's been making a bunch of cuts. Um, I mean, I've seen him actually do well this event, not on the PJ Tour, but he was runner-up at the 2017 U.S. Amateur. Okay. So I know he can play well here. Like it. And the ball striking stats are starting to come back for him. He's a terrible putter, but historically on Poe, he's been pretty good because he grew up out over there. So, yeah, I like Doug Gim. Those are my four guys. Love it. All right. So I'm I'm with you on uh on Munez uh and stealing my boy. Uh but I guess where I'm going back. Guess. Uh let's see. My favorite play. And it's I'll give I'll give I'll give it's uh, I won't give you a, a sub sixty seven hundred. Matt Jones. No. Poston, That's... baby. I'm going back to Poston. Tell me why I should. He's got a good course history here. He is great around the green. He is Pretty, uh, no, he isn't. He's he is he? Last fifty rounds, he's two or average. For a sixty-four hundred dollar player, he is great. Let me let me let me con- let me put it in context. He's good around the grade, not great. Okay, fucking. Uh, he's got a good course history here, and he's long off the tee. He just he just finished twenty third. He was up in the top what ten for like what was on Saturday, right? He, he played good at the Amex, played good at the Sony Open, but sixty sixty-four hundred bucks. He makes shit fit. I'm going back to post it. He burned me at Farmers. Went back to him last week. It helped. So I'm going back to post it again. And then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna play your boy, Pendrith, right? Mm-hmm. Why I not? Like him. Yeah. Why not? Long off the tee, right? Like you don't really know what you're getting with him. Seems like a good young player. Fucking why not? And then Wyndham Clark. Uh, I don't care. I'll eat the ownership. Fucking but because I need to make shit fit. Who would so you fun- pick? Who would you funny pick? Thing. Like, can I talk about Pendrith for a second? Yeah. So funny thing, I remember this just sparked something that a conversation we had, I remember making the Taylor Pendrith, Wyndham Clark comparison, Bermuda. Yeah. Wyndham Clark lost in a playoff there. And Taylor Pendrith, like he, I think he, I think I had a bet on him mm-hmm. and he blew it down the stretch. So I think he hit in the water a couple of times, but I mean, listen, Wyndham Clark's is pretty good here. If Taylor Pendrith can do a pretty good impression on him, go for it. Yeah. I like it. So if you had to pick between the two, who would you pick? I think Pendrith. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, what's his ownership? It's fucking like like two or three percent compared to like seven. So yeah. just just based on ownership. I I, I like the new exciting upside yeah. Pendrith and just you I know, like you want the devil you don't know. Basically, yes. I got you. I understand it. Okay. All, All right. right. What are you burning on? Oh. Did you come with? Did you come prepared? So I mean, so I I thought. Uh, I thought I was going to talk about the shit I've been here thinking about the last two days, but I probably think that's probably not a good idea, just in case. So I'll just bitch about what the I'll just bitch about the Patriots again. What the fuck is happening? We got McDaniel's fucking taking away like the entire staff. He's he, like I don't understand what's happening. He's 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 down in fucking Mar-a-Lago, fucking with Urban fucking Meyer. Like if Urban Meyer ends up on my motherfucking staff with Matt Patricia. And Joe fucking judge, I don't, my head might explode. Like, I, it might be like that bad, like, old movie. Like, my head just might explode. You'll need a new co-host. I won't even know what to do. Like, I won't know what to do. Like, 
Why, what are you doing with that fucking moron, Urban Meyer? The guy lasted 10 weeks in the NFL. He shoved sh- shitty draft pick after shitty draft pick down our throat. And if they were good, they were murderers. Like, good job. Like, let's keep friends with that fucking guy. And, oh, dude, like, I don't know, man. It just seems like an absolute fucking shit show in New England. And it sucks because we got, you know, obviously uh, a great team uh, in Canada. Uh, oh, I mean, Buffalo the uh, with uh, Josh Allen. Uh, you know. Canada? Yeah, they might move to Toronto, right? Remember? That's always the rumor. You never know. <laughs> not anymore. We're getting a new stadium, bud. You're not getting a new stadium. No, we are. They, they're, they, they approve funding. They're getting a new stadium. Oh, my God. Taxpayer-funded stadium? Yeah. Oh, fair. you fucking morons up there. You got a a billion fucking dollar fucking owner, and he's getting the schlubs in fucking Buffalo to pay for the fucking state. Oh no, it's the schlubs in New York State, so I will be paying for it too. Oh my god, what are they? What 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 kind of what do they do? Uh, Revenue muni bonds? I think it might be fifty fifty. Oh, what a fucking crock of shit! I I know they're, they're still they're still haggling right now, but it's it's going to get done. I think in six or seven years. What's so whatever we can have an offline conversation about this, but like it's so it's so fucking stupid. Like just the type of bonds they're gonna release for that shit. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 unbelievable. And then they can control the price based on on the interest rates and how many they buy and how many they move. It's it's a fucking it's a, it's such a bad deal for the fucking city. It's unbelievable. That mm-hmm. shit makes me mad. So how's that? Fuck billionaire owners. That's what I'm burning on. Fuck <laughs> billionaire owners and, and like cronky looking out there after the Rams won, like like excited with the six actual fans in the fucking stadium. I'd be afraid that from Rams fans would come after me for saying that, but there are none, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. Congratulations to LeBron James. Another championship for him. Oh, yeah, with his Yankees hat and fucking uh, Nat Lake. Oh, I hate him. I hate, I hate him. I hate LeBron, too. I know. All right, let's just move on. Let's just move on. All right, while well, we're taking our ad break, and then we'll go over our rights. Oh, great. All right. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. The Bengals defied their odds this season to reach the Super Bowl, but Cincinnati betters fell one game short. <coughs> Refs. Uh, unless you were one of the smart bettors who sold it on PropSwap. PropSwappers made huge profits last week when they sold their Bengals Super Bowl tickets, like Tim from Ohio. Oh, no, he was from Ohio, who sold his 40-to-1 Bengals ticket for 1500 bucks on PropSwap. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, and you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bet. So go hurry up and download the app today. It's got fantastic features like filtered listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know, a loyalty rewards program, that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. The S and don't forget the SGPN app. It's live now in the app store and the play store. It gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. And listen, just because we stopped asking, we were making that push for the reviews. Don't stop yet. Keep going. Tell your friends, tell your family, give it a five star click, write something nice. Write something mean. Nice would be better. You know, we do this for you guys. So, you know, we, be we nice. appreciate all feedback, though. Yeah, all of it. Love it all. Yeah, we we made some tweaks tonight in order. Yeah, to I did. Yeah. yeah, you did. Actually, I was. Good job. I noticed. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Working hard, buddy. Improving the show quality. Yeah. Hey, we'll get four stars next time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, outright time. Why don't you go first? <laughs> Sorry, I had to cough <laughs> as you said that. Just like you, you caught me as I was trying to take a sip of my drink <laughs> right before the ad read. I was like, <laughs> put that down. All right, so my outrights. Um, I made two bets quickly 
or three bets quickly, really. But we'll talk about two of them, and then I'll flaunt it if one of them hits. Um, so, so uh, DJ at eighteen. Uh, I mean, he's got to win soon, right? Right. At some point, he's got to win. Okay. He's great here. He played well in Saudi. He did. Played well in Saudi. He's a picker of the golf ball, according to Brooks. He is a picker. He's a picker. They picked Paulina Gretzky. That's a great fucking pick. Okay. 18 to 1. Fuck it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I just jumped back on speed. The number I feel is, is wrong. And I was super high on him last week. And I, I feel like I'm turning into Steve from last year. So I'm going to try to get ahead of it. Uh, I've been on or around the golfer who won the week before. So I'm going back to speed in 35 to 1. I know it's not the best course fit for him. But because you have to be so good around the greens here and you have to be a confident putter and off the tee doesn't matter so much here, that to me is a, is a match for him, right? So I'm taking that. And then I took Leishman, uh, at 60 to one. That was the other bet I made really early. That thing I think is down to like 50 at this point, um, in most spots. Um, love Leishman. Good all around player. You got to be a good all around player to win here. Um, obviously familiar with the rough, um, good around the greens, fine off the tee. Um, and then, I got Morikawa on an offshore, offshore at thirty to one. You cannot hang more. You can't. You can't tout that because that number's not everywhere. It's still there. I know it's still there, there, but everywhere else. It's, I know. I'm win, I'm win bad. It's absolutely not there. No, I know. I know. But so, 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 so good for you. Yeah, good for that. Me. That, that helps absolutely. But I would have bet. I would bet him. I, I would have. So I was going to bet him at twenty to one. And I was like, okay. all right, I'll go with him at 20 because he, should, he shouldn't have a two in front of his name. I saw the fucking three, and I was like, fucking, what the hell? Fucking, what the hell was my password for the site? Okay. <laughs> so those are mine. I need some more long shots, so let's go. Okay. All right. Well, let's get my FOMO bets out of the way first. Okay. So I'm with you on Leishman. I got him at 70, and that number is <sighs> plummet. That number is plummet. Damn, you got him better than I did. I, I, early bird gets the worm, man. Yeah, that I saw that and just immediately bet it, and I think it's down to like fifty in most places. Yep. I feel like a schmuck making this bet. I need That's to see it through. It's, and the number is actually on Xander's now going back. It's going backwards, which I kind of like. It's kind of yeah. similar to what happened last week. Can't lay. I'm hearing a lot of similar things. Like Xander sucks on some of the mainstream suck. Now, unfortunately, suck. with Can't Lay last week, I had a lot more evidence that he wasn't a schmuck. <laughs> Xander might be a schmuck, but I said going in this year, he was going to win either Tory, Phoenix, or here. He almost won Phoenix. I think he missed the window. I got to see it through. Okay. I respect it. At, at 25. Okay. That's the best number we've seen on him in God knows forever. You know why? I know because he doesn't win. And actually, you know what? Now it's starting to come down. Yeah, I mean, he started, he started 20, it's drifting, it drifted to 25. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it. All right. Okay. Now the stuff I'm actually tipping. Okay. Like Morikawa at two, I think anytime you see a two in front of Rory, you take it. And he's been playing really good. It's a good course fit. And in an alternate universe, there's a couple things break right. We're talking about Rory's won three of his last four tournaments, and he has a 10 in front of his name heading into this place. Yeah, no, that's all. I, I agree. And so I looked yeah. at Rory. I chose DJ over Rory. That's fine. I, 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 one thing I think this week, because I had a, I wanted to bet everyone. <laughs> that was like, te- I think you texted me that at like fucking 8 a.m. 
Yeah, Fucking like, <laughs> and, and, so Andy Lack shared his card with me. I think we shared one guy on it, and I said, that's a perfectly reasonable outright card. What you just presented, a perfectly reasonable outright card. There's going to be a lot of variety this week. So there's a lot of guys I like. There's I'm, I'm going to be fine with it. So, But Rory was the guy I landed on there. And then I started peppering some guys in the 40 range. Yeah, this is what I, I, yeah, I already talked about. Son, I already talked about Son Jay earlier. I think just what he's been doing over the last four or five months, he shouldn't be at 40. He almost won Tory. He got a win back in the fall. He's just been playing really good. I think like over his last 50 rounds, he's gained, I think, 1.4 strokes per round uh, on the field. That's fifth best on the PJ Tour, and he's 40 to one. I understand the course history is not very good here. That was before he was really playing like this. Right. So I like him. Uh, I'm going to continue to go with Fitzpatrick. I got him at 45, though, when it opened. Ooh, it is that's no a sweet favorite. number. It's not, yeah. 28 now? It It's like 30. It's like 35, 33. I mean, it, it was he was about 40 at Pebble. He was about 50. He was 55 last week. He, I got him at 45 this week, and I think he's just playing great, and I, I got a lot of respect for his game, and I like him at this golf course. I've seen him do well here. It's a harder golf course for him. The iron's been great. TD Green's been good. I like him. I like this. And I purposely didn't talk about this guy because I knew you were going to talk about him earlier. I love Jordan Speed this week. We're on him. Yeah, and let's go, him, baby. I got, I got him at 45. Tommy and I, and I, push a tree, I actually think this. this is a good golf course for him. He has a couple top tens here. And you talk about the narrative. Guys who are good at Augusta National are good here. Yep. Jordan Speed's king of Augusta National. Yep. And, like, last week you cut, you mentioned it. Hit the ball okay. Like, I think Thursday and Friday was good. Saturday, Sunday didn't go great. Whatever. But the putting was bad pretty much all week. The scram was bad all week. I don't think it's going to happen twice. I've seen him just have a good performance at Pebble. And you nailed it right there. He was, what, 17 to 1 last week? Yeah. And then he has one bad tournament at a golf course that I know he did well last year. Yeah, I don't think that right. golf course fits his game. And you told me that last week. Thanks. Yeah, and now he's double the odds. Yeah. All day. I don't Let's like go. that. Yes. Well, I do like that. Give me 45 right. to 1 Jordan Speed. I love that pick this week. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, Any bombs? Pack two. All right. On, I bombs. mean, one is no longer stuff, a bomb. One is no longer a bomb, but you can still find good numbers on him. I grabbed yeah. Joaquin Neiman at 70 to 1. I okay. really have a good feeling about him this week. I really like him. He's going to uh, win? I think he might. I think he's got the talent to win. I mean, he was in the mix of Tory. Another thing I, I remember in my brain, too, is remember that really firm and difficult BMW championship oh, yeah. at Olympia Field that John Rahm won? John Rahm. Well, Joaquin Neiman finished top five. He actually, Joaquin Neiman looked like he was going to win that thing. I think yeah. he messed up a couple of final holes there. But, I mean, the ball striking is there for him. And that's another guy, too. Like, if a couple of things break right, he could have won three times last year. And he's, like, sneaky, at, he's sneaky long, too. He's very long. He's had a lot of strokes off the team. He doesn't look like he should be long, but he is long. No, no, he has a yeah. very fast club head speed. Yeah. The scrambling has improved, and I I know the overall POA history looks terrible. I have at least seen a good POA performance in him. Right. I know it's in there. It's a range of possibilities. So I'll go, especially for seventy to one for a player I believe in. Huh. And this is why I told you to leave room on your betting card. Uh. I'm starting to get good feelings about Siwoo Kim. Come on. He's playing good. He's gained 1.3 stars T to green. He has a top five here. 
his, his over his he is incredibly volatile. Oh yeah, of course he's zero. But he runs real hot and cold, and I'm kind of getting like his results before he won Amex last year is kind of similar to what he's been doing now. Like, I think I'm at the point where I might start betting Siwoo every week until he he just craters. But he's been good. He was good at Tory. He was decent last week. Jesus Christ, Green almost fucking five strokes around the green last week. I know. His his iron's great, but I think that can bounce back. Fuck yeah. That's what he does. That's that's, that's what you He he sticks it close enough where he doesn't have to fucking pot. I got him at 100 to 1, man. Fuck. I know. That was the guy I told you to <laughs> save from the inner car, because as soon as I told you I was going to be on him, I know you were going to be on him. Yeah, there's no fucking way that I'm not. I'm missing that. Of course you Yeah, because last time I did this, he won. He did, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. of course you're going to be on him. Yeah. All right. And just, there's just no way like that would just make me that would just make me fucking insane. All right. And then can I say one more thing? Yeah, of course. Uh, all right. Okay. I was going to mention it. It's we're our fucking both. show. Say whatever okay. the fuck you want. Okay. We're both on the Zalatoris. Three to one, I think. Yeah, FOMO. Yeah, I. It's pure FOMO. I would be. I'm a little worried about that this week. I. Everybody just got their big win last week at Scheffler, including yours truly. It, it seems like Tomahogie was a big community win two weeks before that. It seems like there's lots of community wins. Maybe that's why you stop being so stupid wins. contrarian. Lots of community wins. I and I think that's why you've been saying you've been see, haven't seen the board. I think it's just because like. Popular guys have been winning, and you don't usually follow the crowd on that. So that's why I think it's going to turn for you pretty soon. It might be this week. I actually like where your head's at. All right. Good. Fuck it. I like it. God damn it. Now I'm trying to find a fucking number on fucking Sue. Now I'm shopping. I I can help you after the show. That's fine. All right. You got anything else, or uh, you want to wrap it before we go do uh, part Wrap it up so we can do the other fucking show. uh, All right. um, All right. Listen, go read fucking Steve's article uh, if you haven't already. Um, And and if you haven't, just go give it a fucking click anyway. And uh, other than that, uh, you can find him on the Slack channel, which is at the bottom of his articles. You can find me on Twitter, Boston underscore Capper. Once again, released a meme and an audiogram last week. Getting super sharp at this shit, guys. Maybe that's what's fucking my cut. I'm fucking with technology and Twitter too much. Um, But anyway. Last week, first round leader, Steve with the fucking outright. Keep the fucking train going and break them fucking books.